0: Dr. Todd Cooney is back again, and today we're going to be talking about how to prevent heartworms naturally. And this can be a pretty controversial subject these days. So welcome, Dr. Todd. I'm so glad you're here with us again.
1: Thanks, Tammy. Good to be with you.
0: Yeah. So before we get into discussing preventing those nasty heartworms, Um, Can you talk a little bit about how heartworms are transmitted to dogs and kind of what that life cycle looks like?
1: Yeah, well, heartworms are um, carried by mosquitoes, and so it cycles between the mosquitoes and the animals, and actually, um, a lot of other species can be infected with heartworm, including humans, because we all get bit by the same mosquitoes. But it, it only develops to maturity in a few species, you know, the main one being the dog,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the domestic dog. Um, so the, what happens is a, uh, a dog has heartworm, and the heartworms um, give birth to live baby worms, which float in the bloodstream. And then a mosquito feeds on that dog and picks up those baby heartworms. Mm-hmm. But they have to spend a month in the mosquito before they can infect another dog. So first of all, the mosquito has to live at least a month, which is challenging if you're a mosquito.
0: Mm, and
1: yeah. Because those larvae won't be infective for at least a month. They have to go through some stages of molting. And um, so then that uh, mosquito, if it lives a month and it bites another dog, the larvae actually crawl out of the mouth of the mosquito and into the, hole that's made by the mosquito. So the mosquito didn't actually pump them into the dog, but mm-hmm. they, they find their way into the dog, Then they migrate through the body for a while. It takes six months until they reach the heart, and they mature in the large blood vessels um, of the heart and lungs. So it's about a six-month process from start to finish. Okay. A very slow process. Right. And yeah. So...
0: And what do you think the some of the reasons are that some dogs are more susceptible to getting heartworms than other ones?
1: Well, it's a good question, and um, as with as with other things, there's susceptibility factors. Some of it's probably inherited. You know, they might inherit um, susceptibility from their parents. Um, a lot of it probably has to do with uh, exposure level too. Some dogs are just outside all the time in a high-risk area, and they're just getting eaten up by mosquitoes. So the odds of them picking it up are a little greater than a dog that just goes out for potty breaks Mm -hmm. and doesn't have much mosquito exposure. But, you know, I've seen both. I've seen dogs that were pampered house dogs who got infected, and I've seen dogs that lived out on the farm and never took prevention and never got infected. So, yeah. So there's probably other factors going on, you know, the same ones like diet and um, how the dog is cared for. Otherwise, drugs, right. chemicals, things like that that can stress the immune system.
0: Exactly, and I think a lot of times, you know, people adopt a maybe a shelter dog, for example, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, many of those are positive for um, heartworms and. Something I see a lot is, you know, they they go through the process of, you know, getting rid of the heartworms and um, and they're so fearful because they had that experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I, I talk to people about so much is you have to think about this dog, even though it's going to be, it's in a better environment, it was plucked out of its, what it knew, it's mm-hmm. probably fed a, a really poor you know, low quality diet. It probably got all of its vaccines. It's totally stressed because now it's in this cage amongst mm-hmm. a bunch of other strange dogs and yeah. people. And so, all those things could potentially, you know, really stress out the immune system. Oh, yeah. Making absolutely. them a lot more susceptible. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's the hard life of a shelter dog.
0: Yeah. They, yeah.
1: They get hit with a lot of stuff all at once.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I speak to clients every day about some of the dangers associated with, you know, conventional heartworm meds that are prescribed to prevent heartworms. And I'm saying prevent heartworms in air quotes. Um, Can you kind of speak a little bit about how those work and maybe what are some of the downsides to these drugs?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I think the biggest downside is, is the way they work. And I, I call it working backwards because most of them um, are designed to be given on a monthly schedule. And the reason for that is because once you give it, it will kill, any, it will kill most of the immature heartworms that the dog has picked up in the last 30 days. Mm-hmm. That's how the drugs are designed is they'll kill those immature larvae. But it it killed. Uh, The bad thing is the dog's already infected. You know, the dog already has them in their system, and then the the drug comes along. So it's like a once a month house cleaning. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have some side effects. You know, some can be pretty serious. Yeah, um, the uh, a lot of the monthly heartworm preventions have been blamed for some of the autoimmunity that they could cause. You mm-hmm. know, similar to vaccines. And then there's just the. Um, you know, the side effects that are that are common otherwise with um you know, organ problems, liver problems, uh neurologic issues, seizures, things like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they're they're not totally harmless. I mean they're relatively safe. I guess if I had to pick a heartworm prevention over a vaccine I would pick a heartworm prevention, but hmm. but I yeah. still wouldn't I still wouldn't pick either one, but if I If I had to pick one or the other.
0: The lesser of the evils.
1: Lesser of the evils, right. (laughs) Yep. So, um, but yeah, that's the way they work, most of them, even the topicals that are, if they're on a monthly schedule. Now, there is a drug called ProHeart, which is an injectable that lasts for six months, and that one's really scary, I think, Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's more of a slow release thing. And... Dogs that have a reaction to that, you can't get it out of their body, you know, oh, once right. it's in there.
0: Yeah.
1: And it got pulled off the market a few years ago because they were having a lot of problems with it. And I'm not sure what they did to fix the problems, but it's back on the market again. And well
0: and, and they also developed a yeah, twelve as month as
1: well. Too. So right. wow. Even, yep. even stronger. <laughs> even stronger Yeah. 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 It's like the two week antibiotic injection that they have.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm, like, exactly. So yes.
1: Yeah, things are things are going that direction, probably.
0: Right. And so what are some of the, you mentioned seizures and autoimmune diseases. Um, what would be some clues to a pet parent um, that point to the heartworm preventative that it, you know, regarding their health concerns?
1: Um, well, uh, especially symptoms that show up. Within the first few days after giving the monthly dose, you know, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people tell me, you know, they stopped giving it because they noticed the dog would throw up or it wouldn't eat or it wouldn't act right for a couple of days after after the dose or the application, and so they just stopped and they wanted to look for alternatives. And we would tell them about other other options. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have kind of a gut feeling that something isn't right with it. It's if it's not agreeing with their dog, they can tell, right. Um, and some of it can be more subtle though I mean you can't always tell that your dog is starting to have liver problems or or even kidney problems but it can be happening under the surface
0: absolutely yeah and kind there could slow... be it could be several things that may have contributed to it so it, it is I would think <clears throat> right. it would be a little bit hard to point it um, directly to that but yeah. I know that the less amount of toxic exposures our dogs are, um, given or, you know, exposed to, um, the less likely they would to have some of these autoimmune seizure, you know, um, type issues.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: What about the, so let's say the, um, pet parent who doesn't know any other way, but to get the conventional, um, treatment for heartworms what are what can you talk a little bit about that process
1: oh treatment of a dog that already has heartworms. yeah yeah well um there's some there's some good alternatives even if you're doing conventional treatments um the the most common one used is the um, arsenic injection we call it but yeah you know, back back when i first started practice they had this awful drug called caparcelate and you had to give it he had to give it iv iv injection two days in a row twice a day so the dog got a total of four injections and about half those dogs would go into liver failure within a week you oh know they my. would just they could be perfectly healthy and then they go through that treatment and they would die so it was very depressing you know it was real discouraging <clears throat> and i always hated to put a dog through that because you never knew if they were going to make it or not right so then they came out with the uh the emiticide option, which is the intramuscular two-dose treatment, and it's it's a lot safer than the old. Um, and that one, you know, has a better track record as far as safety, and I used that one for a while when I was still doing conventional practice. Okay. Um, and you still have to be careful with it. You have to tell the dog, you know, tell them to keep the dog really quiet. For a few weeks afterwards, so that so that you don't have uh, fragments of dead worms break off and cause problems in the circulation, like right. like death, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what happened then when they when they had trouble they had trouble with production of the, emeticide um, treatment for a while, it was off the market for about two years, and so a lot of vets had to figure out another way to treat heartworm. And some of the companies did studies with heartworm-positive dogs and found out that it was safe to give them their preventative, and it actually caused a slow death of the adult worms. So, like, HeartGuard was the first one to do it, and I think um, Revolution did it. And so that's that's kind of the conventional option we do is we just put them on a monthly product. If if we're doing conventional, Mm -hmm. we just do a monthly product for a year and then we start retesting so we'll retest after a year and if they're still positive we'll go for a little bit longer and retest six months later most of them will turn negative in less than two years and most of them don't have any issues you know they cruise through it pretty well
0: yeah what time frame do you recommend for testing for heartworms i know like for my own dogs i usually test them once a year
1: yeah, once a year is pretty standard, and yeah. that's that's what most people do. I know a few people that aren't doing any prevention at all, and they like to test every six months. Mm-hmm. And their their thought is they're going to catch it sooner if it does happen. Mm-hmm. And that's that's probably true. But I think once a year is probably enough for yeah. most most situations. Um, and you know, as as far as the treatment goes, I know we mentioned the conventional treatment, but. I'm sure you want to get into the
0: yeah, alternative. Yeah, I'll, yeah, definitely. I don't want to uh, jump
1: the gun or anything. But.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, hmm. we'll definitely, um, definitely want to cover that. One of the things, um, you know, a lot of times when I'm meeting with uh, pet parents, you know, I'll talk about some of the dangers of these meds. They're not just, you know, safe like, um, you know, these little healthy little pills that are keeping our dogs safe. Yeah. Um, but the next question that always follows this is, well, what do you give your dogs for heartworm preventative? And so what I like to do is try to explain how our dog's DNA is 99.8% related to the gray wolf. When wolves are not plagued with heartworm disease, Um, Mm -hmm. they don't have helicopters dropping, uh, you know, heartworm pills down into the, the forests and things. Mm -hmm. Um, but part of the reason is that they're living by nature's laws and, mm-hmm. you know, they're getting a fresh diet. You know, I, I ask people every day, you know, even though your dog is, you know, might be white and fluffy or really, really looks like a teddy bear, their DNA still is so closely related to the gray wolf. But yeah. would they question for one second what a gray wolf would eat? You know, it's yeah. it's it's a no brainer, right? So, right. so they're eating a fresh diet. They're not given vaccines. They're not given conventional heartworm preventative, flea and tick preventative. Their immune system is truly working and it's alert. So we talk a lot about we need to learn from our dogs' wild cousins and really mimic how they would live in the wild by supporting their immune system. Rather than giving them toxic pesticides, whether it be in the form of a pill, topical, or an injection, um, there's a couple of things that I like to recommend, and I want to get to, into what you would, you know, like to recommend too. But it's one thing that I've I've stood by um, for my dogs that are ten and eleven, um, and they have been heartworm free that whole time. And this is kind of the the recipe I follow, and that is. I give them a fresh raw diet. I don't over vaccinate and I don't give them any flea tick, you know, conventional flea tick um, or heartworm meds. And I give them a product called transfer factor Um, Mm -hmm. and transfer factor really helps to, I guess, increase the immune system's intelligence so mm-hmm. like it, it has kind of three roles it helps the body recognize when there's an invader it helps the body fight the invader and it has a memory so it the body goes you know what i recognize this we know what to do here mm-hmm. um so that's one that i have i have uh, kind of lived by for you know several several years and um have kept my dog's heartworm free kind of by following those rules but another one that we also sell a lot of is called hwf it's by amber naturals um it stands for heartworm free and it's an herbal supplement they can just put in their food um and so some people prefer that the the transfer factor is a little uh, capsule you have to open up on their food um but hwf has a protocol for preventing heartworms and getting rid of them should they test positive for them mm-hmm. Um, which is encouraging for those people who are just really, really scared of kind of giving up, you know, that preventative. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of fear with heartworm, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, you walk into the veterinary office. Well, you don't walk into many these days because of (laughs) a lot of the lobbies are closed (laughs) now.
1: Curbside.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you see that little, you know, plastic sculpture with the worms, you know, just completely encasing the heart, and you think, Mm. oh my gosh, I sure don't want my dog to end up like that. But what have you found in your practice on the natural side um, regarding um, preventing heartworms and other parasites?
1: Well, um, yeah, all the things you said, you know, exactly right on, and yeah, I think it does start with a good foundation, with a good diet, you know, dogs that are on a on a natural um, species appropriate diet for Mm -hmm. whatever they are because cats can get heartworm too. It's, it's a lot less common, but um, if cats get heartworm, it's usually a lot more serious. They usually die. A lot of times the first Mm -hmm. symptom is sudden death, which is kind of a hard thing to treat. No kidding. Uh, um, But you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more common in dogs though. So, so starting with the good diet, Keeping the immune system strong by not vaccinating, not using a lot of other chemical products, mm-hmm. and there's there's some great yeah you know, some great options. The ones you mentioned, the Amber Natural Factor, uh, Heartworm Free HWF, that's a mm-hmm. really good one. And I have a lot of clients that use that, and we use a lot of Transfer Factor as well. You know, I think it's excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, it not only keeps the immune system in prime shape for parasites, but also for other threats, especially sure. cancer, you know, because the immune system is constantly getting rid of cancer, cancer cells because they are constantly developing in most bodies, um, dog or human. So the immune system, if it's working normally, it's keeping everything in check, you know, and when it falls down from that job, that's when we start to have uh, problems.
0: Sure, that's a good point. Yeah. With,
1: with whatever infections, cancer, parasites. So, so, you know, you do the same thing really to prevent all those things. And the uh, Amber Natural, HWF, I use um, heartworm nosode mainly in, mm-hmm. in our practice. We, we get a heartworm nosode from Hahnemann Labs in California, and they make it in different potencies. We usually use um, 200C. Although, if a dog had a, like a uh, weaker vital force, if I felt like they had a weaker vital force, we might use a lower potency, like a 30C. Mm-hmm. But, but most of them do fine with 200C, and you just give it like you would any other remedy. And during, during heartworm season, which, which is the same as the mosquito season, wherever you're living, Sure. Up in our part of the country, it's usually the, about the middle of May till about the middle of November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Down your way, it's probably year round.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't stay super cool that long here, except for except this for past, last
1: winter. Exactly, <laughs>
0: except for ice spaghetti back in February. yes. Yeah.
1: So, um, and we recommend people give it on a weekly schedule. Usually, um, some people will give it less than that. You, you. Don't, it doesn't really help to give it more than weekly. Like if you wanted to give it every day. It, it wouldn't be that much more beneficial than just giving it weekly. Um, most people feel like a dose of no-sode lasts around a week. Nobody really knows for sure, but that's oh, the sure. thinking. Yeah.
0: Do you find that you also use um, the no-sode if they do test positive?
1: or? Yeah, good point. Yeah, if we have a dog that tests positive and comes in um, – We'll use NOSO to help support their their body to get through it and fight it off, and it tends to be helpful. We'll usually just start them on a -a once-a-week regimen. Most times the dogs that come in that are testing positive, they aren't on anything already. So um, I usually give them a – I start off with a high potency of sulfur, and I give them one dose usually of sulfur 10M, and then we will treat them with constitutional remedies because that's going to support their body. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, and help support their immune system too. So that's the main thing we do. Is we do that we start them on the nosode We um, we might start them on a supplement called Bug Off, which is um, a garlic supplement, garlic based supplement, mm-hmm. which really helps. It helps a lot with fleas and ticks, but it does help uh, discourage mosquitoes too. So mm-hmm. dogs that are eating eating that in their diet every day, usually they will attract fewer mosquitoes and but um and that's that's it really i mean that's that's the gist of our program and we we've created a little information sheet for people uh, about the bug off and the heartworm nose so we tell them if you if you follow this and your dog still gets heartworm we'll treat them for no charge you know and
0: oh nice yeah
1: we've offered that for the last 10 or 12 years and we haven't had to haven't had to do it yet
0: oh that's amazing (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: so so far it's it's worked well um most of the positive dogs that we see come in from outside of the practice and they've just you know they just come in they've tested positive and they just are looking at options
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and they like our option because it's not the conventional option so absolutely so we'll end up well and it's
0: it's more supportive to the immune system um rather than Kind of, it, you know, the dog yeah. getting potentially sick from the treatment, et
1: cetera. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the treatment can be really hard on them, and and uh, the conventional approach is also real costly, which it usually is, no matter what you're dealing with. But yeah, they'll uh, they'll want to do you know chest X-rays, uh, EKGs, maybe keep the dog in the hospital for a week and things like that. So it gets pretty costly, and wow,
0: yeah, you know,
1: a lot of folks just can't afford that or don't really.
0: Well, sure. They, they don't have do it in their budget.
1: Um, especially for, uh, you know, a high-risk protocol like that, which I would call it definitely high-risk. Right. So, you know, by adopting a, a less aggressive approach, I think we've had much better success. hmm And <clears throat> especially compared to the old days when we used to lose about half the dogs we treated. Wow. More.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Um, that it was that, um, that high of a percentage. Goodness.
1: Yeah, it it was it was for us anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: so you mentioned the bug off um that is um I think it's just garlic, isn't it? Or, or um,
1: basically. No, they have, well they have two yeah, they have two options. One is 100% garlic, it's a granular form. Mm-hmm. And the other one is uh garlic with beef liver and nutritional yeast and it's a chewable tablet. Okay. So, a lot of folks with bigger dogs like the granular form because it, it's more cost effective. Right. They can give less of it per pound. Do you have and, uh,
0: customers um, ask, um, you know, because a lot of people say, oh, gosh, I thought garlic was bad for my dog.
1: Yeah, it can be. Um it's usually dogs eating fresh cloves of garlic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's something about that compared to the bug off. And the bug Off's very safe. You know, we've never had any issues with it. Um, the company Springtime actually has a lot of research on their website about garlic mm-hmm. in dogs and in people. But they've they've been making it for about 40 years. So they've got a lot of experience with it and yeah. a lot of good testimonials. And Yeah, I, I first found out about it, I think, from Will Falconer. Nice. And then Who... Really, really taught me the approach I'm using now as far as natural heartworm prevention treatment, too.
0: Yeah. Um, he was kind of my coach on that as well. Because, yeah. um, back when I w- started this protocol, he was actually my veterinarian. Um, yeah.
1: He did a lot of it down there in Austin area. And, yeah. You know, a lot of dogs on the Gulf Coast, and that's, and that's Heartworm Central down there.
0: It's really yeah. Heartworm Central. Yeah. And the other yeah. thing that I think, um, I'm just going to, you know, say is that I was impressed that. He'd also use this same approach when he practiced in Hawaii, and I would imagine that's another huge. You know, their, their mosquitoes are probably the size of humming, hummingbirds. You know.
1: Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, more of a
1: tropical. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I think more than anything, um, I, I just want to help people know that you know. You don't have to go with, you know, some of these more toxic pesticides. If your dog is lethargic or feeling nauseated the first few days after giving the the heartworm pill, that's not normal. (laughs) You know, it's...
1: No, it isn't. And um, although, you know, conventional wisdom says it's acceptable because they feel like that's that's something we have to do. And so we have to accept the risk of that. To me, it's not acceptable. I would rather use something that doesn't have those side effects and doesn't um, interfere with the immune system as much.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So is there anything else that you would like to leave the listeners with today um, just regarding, you know, heartworm preventative um, or any other parasite preventative?
1: Um, well, just, just the fact that, you know, healthy animals are, are a lot more resistant to parasites than, than unhealthy animals. So, right. the, the goal isn't really figuring out how to kill all these parasites and you know purge them out of your dog's body or out of your animal body. It's it's to keep them healthy enough that they're resistant. They're more resistant naturally. Um, yeah. And when when I before I get into vet school, I was a wildlife student and. That's been known about wildlife populations for a long time is the parasites really tend to prey on the weaker animals. hmm And uh, the healthier members of the group hardly ever had any problems, you know. And they they know this from, you know, hunting, you know, hunters, uh, information gathered from hunts and mm-hmm. deer check stations and things like that, which, which aren't really dogs, but they're animals. And, you know, the healthier ones hardly have any parasites. Right. So... One of
0: my teachers, whenever I was studying um, in my animal naturopathy course, um, made a good point that has really stuck with me. And that is, you know, you were talking about instead of trying to kill all these, you know, parasites, really lift up the immune system. And the example she gave was if you had a rose bush and it was plagued with parasites, the rose bush isn't saying, hey, please throw pesticides at me, you know, mm-hmm. it's saying, mm-hmm. give me what I need so that I can naturally fight these off. Yeah, feed me,
1: feed yes, me. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah.
0: and so um, <clears throat> that made so much sense. Instead of us trying to <clears throat> fight it, let's really support the immune system mm-hmm. um, it, with all the things that we have control over, um, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes we, we don't have exactly. control over certain things, but yeah, the more we can do to uh, to treat them more Um, closer to nature the healthier they're going to be
1: yeah exactly yeah yeah that's the key i think and people forget you know because there's so much technology and there's so much um there's so many products available that that they can choose from you know it's kind of kind of bewildering to somebody who doesn't have much guidance yep and they're just going to go with you know whatever the vet recommends and hope for the best yeah yeah
0: yeah and i mean and the the marketing, you know, the advertising is, is pretty amazing that they do, you know, so mm-hmm. people don't realize that, you know, there's risk involved. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I first got out of vet school, they still had, um, most clinics had a real heart in a jar, you know. Mm. And some of the drug companies even provided, if you didn't have one, they would give you a big jar with a heart in it that had worms coming out of it.
0: And oh, my gosh.
1: You'd sit that right up on the front counter at the clinic, you know.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: That that sold a lot of heartworm prevention, you know.
0: I bet it did. Fear sells, sales, doesn't it? It
1: still does, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: well, because it's a silent, it's an invisible thing. You know, people, they just don't know about it or they don't. You know, I still have people that confuse heartworm with roundworms and hookworms and they think that they all you know, live in the bowel or something. It's, yeah. it's kind of a big mystery to some people. Exactly.
0: And I think, yeah. you know, some people think, well, I got to give him a heartworm preventative because I take him to the dog park and he's around dogs all day. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah let's back up. And, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that you explained how how heartworms are transmitted <clears throat> into the body. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this is going to be super informative for many listeners um, that are... Maybe they know that they don't want to give that heartworm pill every month, um, but they just don't know another way. And so now exactly. um, yeah. we are um, helping to get that message out there that there are some really, really good um, options uh, that, that really work to build the immune system rather than tear it down.
1: Yeah, Yeah. And there's been, there's been a lot of clinical experience with it too. It's kind of like homeopathy, you know, it's, it's hard to find, um, real big studies that prove homeopathy works, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot, there's 200 years of clinical experience, you know, that shows that it works well. Right. Um, the same with heartworm so there's, and these natural heartworm products, there's been a lot of people using them over the years with really good success. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's a, it's a quiet happening, you know, there's not Billboards, there's not magazine ads and things like that, like you'll see with the big drug companies. So that's right. People just aren't as aware of it.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: That's where we come in.
0: That's exactly right. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been so great. I appreciate you um, meeting with me today to cover heartworms and um, ways to kind of prevent them naturally. I think, uh, again, this is going to be great for a lot of listeners.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Absolutely. wish them all well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much uh, for joining me again.
1: Thank you, Tammy.
0: All right. We'll see you next time.